aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Let's get a big thumbs up. Get ready to rock and roll today. Let's have some fun. 400 laps. I got you guys there. Have a great day. 10-4. Tonight, we'll make it happen. We know what we got to do. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. It is total domination for Brad Keselowski. Check your flag. Here's the line, man. Oh, it's finally got this one, Paul. 10-4, good job, Tech. You know, Texas is finally the first opportunity that we'll have to actually implement and change into our cars. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our string. From the Motor Racing Network studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Thank you, Fred Armstrong, and hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the entire MRN crew here with you on a jam-packed show. We have got a lot of fish to fry on this episode of NASCAR Live. Stay tuned. We've got lots coming your way, including an MRN Backtracks that features the best in-car scanner sound from Brad Keselowski's win over the weekend at Martinsville in the STP 500. We'll have NASCAR Today's Woody Kane going face-to-face with Kurt Busch. Also, NASCAR Hall of Famer Rusty Wallace. He won't be in the headsets this weekend at uh, Texas Motor Speedway. Instead, he will be officiating in the Grand Marshal capacity. He'll stop by and talk to us about that experience. We'll also be joined by Texas Motor Speedway President Eddie Gossage. Prosper Texas native Chris Busher returns home this week, and our Dylan Welch will have an opportunity to chat with him. Plus, we'll hear from Kyle Busch's crew chief, Adam Stevens, and a whole lot more. But first, we start with breaking news, and the breaking news involves the 2020 Cup Series schedule. It was announced earlier today on NASCAR.com where we're going next racing season. And, folks, there are a lot of changes. First, you can see this schedule at MRN.com. There are a ton of changes that we'll have to describe for you here in just a few moments. We'll hear from NASCAR Executive Vice President and Chief Racing Development Officer Steve O'Donnell. Some landmark changes involving Martinsville Speedway, the Atlanta Motor Speedway, Homestead Miami Speedway, Pocono, Daytona. We've got a lot of changes on the horizon. Let's dive into it. The 2020 NASCAR Cup Series schedule will begin Sunday, February 9th with the Clash at Daytona, followed by, on Sunday, February 16th, the Great American Race, the Daytona 500. But after that, things start to change. It used to be that we would go to Atlanta after the season opener, But the West Coast Swing, tracks with Las Vegas, Auto Club Speedway, and ISM Raceway have been pulled back to the weekends of February 23rd, March 1st, and March 8th. We referenced Steve O'Donnell earlier. OD announced earlier today on NASCAR.com the moving up of the West Coast Swing 
and he gives his take on that schedule adjustment, the first of many. Yeah, it was important for us as we looked at coming from Daytona, uh, going to another marquee market. Atlanta has played uh, a great role for us, but obviously the weather's been a challenge. So being able to go to Las Vegas for that second event, I think will be terrific for our West Coast swing, terrific for our fans out West to, to go to a marquee destination, and that allows for Atlanta to move back down the schedule a little bit and some better weather. Now. With that being said, we talk about Atlanta and better weather. They will be slotted in on Sunday, March 15th. The first major adjustment comes with the race after that at Homestead Miami Speedway. We'll talk more about that coming up. As we work through the schedule, Saturday, May 9th, will feature a cup race at Martinsville Speedway under the lights. Here's Steve O'Donnell. You look at Martinsville, we just had a terrific race there. Short track, uh, which the fans love. Clay's always had a late model event there under the lights. It's been a huge success, and there's been more and more clamoring from the fans. Hey, can we race cup there under the lights? Able to deliver. So Saturday night, that's going to be terrific. Uh, you'll have Richmond is on a Sunday coming into that. So some really good, good events leading into uh, that night event on Mother's Day weekend. And, of course, Mother's Day weekend now being spent in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Kansas Speedway will shift to the end of May. And as we work through the summer months, one of the biggest changes involves Pocono Raceway. They will have a double header on Saturday and Sunday, June 27th and June 28th at the Tricky Triangle. When you go to Pocono, it's always packed. There's always a great camping atmosphere. Um, it's going to be terrific. I mean, you're going to have potentially five races going on during the weekend, you know, back-to-back -back cup events. So it's going to be fun. We love going to Pocono, and I think the industry is really going to embrace it, and I think it'll be terrific for the fans. For decades, we have spent Fourth of July weekend, give or take a few days, at Daytona International Speedway. However, Daytona will come off of that 4th of July portion of the schedule, will go to the end of the regular season, and will be replaced by Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Of course, OD chiming in and chatting about that, pulling the Daytona race off of that 4th of July standard weekend that we've grown accustomed to. When we looked at Daytona moving to that last regular season race, we also knew that July 4th is a really important weekend for us as an industry. Um, and we looked at what other tracks could fill that void, and Indianapolis popped up immediately. It's a great venue for us uh, to host July 4th. Uh, it's an iconic venue and an iconic weekend, so we think it's going to be terrific. Dover's fall race will move to August 23rd, and as OD mentioned, the regular season finale will be at Daytona International Speedway. That will happen on Saturday, August the 29th. Now, there are new changes in the playoffs. We'll begin the playoffs at Darlington Raceway Sunday, September 6th. But it's important to note that elimination races in the playoffs include Bristol, Charlotte, and Martinsville. Fans consistently say short tracks, road courses. So when we looked at the playoff slate, how do we include those in some really important positions? So we're able to do that with Bristol. The Roval certainly produced last year. We think it'll be just as good this year and next. Uh, and then we're able to move Martinsville to that last race. So if you're a fan of, of Martinsville, uh, you got two pretty good weekends where you can go out on Saturday night, Mother's Day, and then come back and, and see it on Sunday as you head into the championship. One of the biggest changes, the season finale will now be at ISM Raceway on Sunday, November 8th. Here's NASCAR Vice Chairman Mike Helton as he made the announcement earlier today at Arizona. The state of Arizona, Phoenix, obviously are very supportive of professional sports. We know from experience that racing here puts on exciting races. And with ISC's investment on the new ISM Raceway, uh, they have created a very fan-friendly but one of the most beautiful stadiums in sports around the country. So with those facts and others, uh, the decision was made that in 2020, 
we will end our season here at ISM Raceway and our championship, our champion will be crowned, our NASCAR Cup champion will be crowned here at ISM. Now, to see all these changes, MRN.com, your destination, the 2020 NASCAR Cup Series schedule. We've got a full plate for you tonight on NASCAR Live. Stick around, lots coming up, including a face-to-face -face interview with Kurt Busch. He's our AutoZone Driver of the Week. It's never a good feeling to see your check engine light on. Thankfully, the AutoZone Fix Finder service can tell you the most likely fix for free. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Welcome back to Sports View. Today's topic, who's the greatest of all time? For my money, it's Progressive's Home and Auto Bundle. It literally saves you money. Gentlemen, your thoughts. Look, it's simple. I've said it before Points and I'll say it again. Add up all the heroes, take away the zeros, and what you got? One big trophy of me saying, I told you so. I disagree. Thanks, fellas. Took the words right out of my mouth. There's really no debate. Progressive's Home and Auto Bundle is a winning combination. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. With warmer weather just around the corner, it's the perfect time to tackle that brake job. Replacing your brake pads? It might be time to replace your rotors, too. Our Duralask Brake Bundle has the proven tough pads and rotors you need to do the complete job. Started at only $99.99 and sold only at AutoZone. Getting the job done just got easier. Let us help you at more than 5,600 locations nationwide. See store for restrictions and details. Get in the zone, AutoZone. NASCAR Live's backtrack, so the STP 500 from Martinsville is next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. MRN's Classic Races. Labonte gets crossed up. Labonte goes around. Dale Earnhardt now watches. Labonte spun across the line and got the win. Spanning 50 years of NASCAR racing. Barney Hall. There's a beautiful afternoon here in Daytona Beach. And the action will be fast and furious. Legendary voices. Legendary races. Daryl simply, what happened? I just hope he chokes on that 200000 That's all I can tell you. MRN's him. Classic Races. Available on MRN.com, iTunes, and your favorite podcast providers. He did, he did touch. No, he knocked the hell out of me. Hey guys, it's Dylan Welch. He's Tyler Burnett. We're the co-hosts of the Rip the Fence podcast. If you like traditional non-wing dirt track racing, we've got the podcast for you. Christopher Bell. I've flipped mile. people off before, and every time I've stuck my hand out the side of the car with my finger up, I've DNF. We literally crack open the mics and talk to some of the biggest stories in open wheel racing from past and present. Ryan Newman is in. He either chose to fight or not fight, and then they chose to fight with me. <laughs> it's the Rip the Fence podcast available on MRN.com and your favorite podcast app. This is NASCAR Live. It's mathematically possible to have a more dominant afternoon than Brad Keselowski has had here at Martinsville, but it's not easy. A dominant day about to pay off. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. It was a dominating performance for Brad Keselowski over the weekend at Martinsville. He led 446 of the 500 laps to win the STP 500. Brad's day was filled with very little drama, but we can't say that for others, as you'll hear on this week's NASCAR Live Backtracks. We are ready to go. The field now forming up two by two behind the pace car off turn number two. You've got Logano. One to go at the line. Four. Let's go, guys. Just like last time. Nice and smooth. Long race. Never added this thing until it's over. Working to the inside of Eric Elmarola. That's row one. Right behind him, row two. Another couple of Ford Mustangs. All right, buddy. To the green here. Make sure your belts are tight and everything. Cover to the green. Pace car behind the wall. Joey Logano, Eric Almarola. A couple of Ford Mustangs on the front row. We look to the flag stand. Green flag goes in the air. And the STP 500 is underway. Green, green, green. 
offer. Team Penske Fords from the inside lane grab the top two spots. You're clear of the 10 already. All clear. You're going to try to get back up to your bumper. Bumper. Barely there, you're clear, clear. Logano, who was leading early, has fallen back to fifth. So you got nothing to lean on with the back. If I pick up the gas this dude, I get tight initial throttle, but I can't roll enough speed to pick up the gas light. And with everybody else having some good grip going through those corners, that's the problem that uh, Joey Logano has. Remember that nobody has won from the pole since Jimmy Johnson did it both races in 2013. Header in the rear is really bad here. Struggling. Money Lion caution out, pit road open, here they come. Uh, just about everybody, looking like everybody right now on the lead lap. Brad Kozlowski will lead him in. Right behind him comes Denny Hamlin and Chase Elliott also on pit road. Chase Elliott, stall number one, complaining he is just a little bit free. Who is going to be the first off of pit road? It is going to be Kozlowski easily, then Chase Elliott. If I had driven in the pit box like a man, y'all might have got him too. Yeah, it's a little awkward angle, so you've seen it now. That launch, you know, straight out will be good, too. Eric Almirola rides in fourth. A resurgent Joey Logano up to the number five spot. Then you got Clint Boyer, Ryan Blaney, Kyle Busch. I just can't pass. Every time I get close enough, I try to start staggering and splitting grooves and all that and It just, car gets too erratic. It's stuck in one groove. Don't wiggle it. Don't upset it. Hit more. 13 more. That is because Ryan Newman is there, and that will block the advance by Chase Elliott. He will look down to the inside, won't be enough, and Brad Kozlowski will come across the line and pick up the green checkered flag. Thank you, guys. Nice run there. All right, tell me about your car. When I try to run up like that, I get tight at the two-third and I don't have drive, so I can't really make that work. Boyer still trapped up high. He goes way high, as does Kyle Larson. We may have something down in turn three. There are cars all over the racetrack, but everybody keeps it out of the fence. Coming inside here, big round. This has got to be fluid. Everybody did that, man. Everybody did that. All clear, looking low. I'll be goddamned. Wait. <laughs> The shoe's going to be on the other foot here in a little while. Go ahead and tell him. Elliott really picking up the pace. He goes to the outside, and he goes way to the high side. And now we will see the Money Lion Caution come out at the start-finish line. Caution's out. Inside. Definitely fluid. Whoa. Yeah. Man, why was everybody shooting up the racetrack three or four? Down the track. You can see it. It's squirreling back and forth. It drops or something. Well, they're blind because you hit it. Everybody behind you hit it. Then the nine just lost second hitting it. Like, I don't understand how they don't see that. Until now, there had been no pit road penalties. Now, uncontrolled tire restart at the tail end of the line for Denny Hamlin. All right. Well, now they got it for an uncontrolled tire. So we'll be to the rear. Well, Clint Boyer on the racetrack came off pit road fourth, busted for speeding. Clint Boyer will have to restart at the back of the field. You got it for speed, six, ten. Kidding me? What section's that? Damn it! Section right before you get to the corner over here. Cars are gonna lead that. Uh, right now, 22. Well, they went that. Looking a little further back, they're still not happy with each other in that Eric Jones, Kyle Larson battle. Eric's got a little bit of a left rear tire rub. I'm gonna kick the 42. Get low. 
And again, if you're just joining us, Brad took the lead from his teammate Logano on lap number five. He gave it up to Chase Elliott, who led about 40. Other than that, it has been all Brad at the front of the field. Brad, nice job so far. Short run to the end here. Be smart, get what you can get. Copy. A dominant day about to pay off. One last run by Chase Elliott. Not going to get there. Here comes Kislowski. It is total domination for Brad Kislowski. He comes off turn number four. He will see the checkered flag. Checkered flag. Here's the line, man. Heck yeah, good job. Oh, we finally got this one, Paul. 10 4, good job today. Great job on pit road, fellas. Awesome job. And he will win the STP 500. You know, Martinsville just. You throw back to Martinsville from 1948, you know, this track is uh, yeah, it's tied to the, the history and the legacy of the sport of NASCAR, and I'm, I'm glad to put my name on the list as now a two-time winner here. That's this week's NASCAR Live Backtracks from the STP 500. MRN congratulates Brad Keselowski on his second win of the year. Team Penske has now won half of the races already run so far this season. Coming up, Woody Kane's going to go face-to-face with Kurt Busch, and later... We'll talk to Rusty Wallace and Eddie Gossage, the president of Texas Motor Speedway. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. This is one of the greatest days of racing. A picturesque setting for a racetrack. One of the best that we go to throughout the course of the year. You know when you come here, you're probably going to see things happen that you will not see anyplace else. Campgrounds are full. The fans are filing into their seats, and we are just about ready to get things going. Awesome to be here. This place is sold out once again this year. It's going to be an exciting one here today. Plan your weekend at a Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series race today by visiting nascar.com slash tickets. This week's wheel entrusted to perform pit crew award goes to Brad Keselowski's team Penske Ford team for their help in getting Brad the track position he needed late in the race to win the STP 500. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. 2019 is the Motor Racing Network's 50th year, and things are about to get a lot louder. I'm Woody Kane. The NASCAR season is revving its engine, and MRN's two biggest loudspeakers are back. When race spotter Joey Meyer and I bring you the latest news, results, and headlines every Monday on MRN Out Loud. Crank it up. Mondays on MRN.com, iTunes, or wherever podcasts are heard. Winged Nation with Steve Post, Aaron Evernham, and Ashley Stremme. Your destination for all things winged sprint cars. Each Saturday at 8.30 and 11.30 a.m. on MAV-TV. Live at noon on wingednation.com and Facebook Live. Join us for in-depth conversations with drivers and personalities that make up the greatest dirt racing on earth. The Winged Nation Preview Podcast each Thursday previews the upcoming weekend. Winged Nation, winged sprint car talk covering dirt tracks all across America. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Thanks for joining us on this week's NASCAR Live. We've talked a lot this year already about Kurt Busch and the job he's done over at Chip Ganassi Racing. 
taking over the number one car previously driven by Jamie McMurray. Hurt has two top fives already this season, the same amount the team had all of last year. Our Woody Kane goes face-to-face with Kurt, talking about the team's strong start and more. Now that we've gone through the Western Swing most seasons, if there is such a thing, a normal season, guys say, well, once you finish the Western Swing, you kind of know what everybody's got and what the the cards on the table are. Is it going to take a little longer this year with this new package to get to that point, you think? Maybe a little bit. And then for me and Matt McCall as a new driver, crew chief combo, I'm really happy with the way the West Coast run went for us. And, yeah, we still have some more tracks to go to to really define the characteristics of the new car and the balance. But, man, I'm digging the next few tracks because I've won at Bristol, Richmond. You know, Texas is in there as well. And so, and then with the off week, that's that's kind of another reset point. And then you really jump into the swing of it with, uh, with Talladega. And it starts heating up. We've got Dover and Kansas. So lots of things going on, lots of fun still to be had. But all in all, I'm, I'm excited about the start to the year and the consistency that we've had. And also, in all honesty, knock on wood, we've, we've had good luck with no pit road penalties. Uh, we've been caught up in one wreck with Stenhouse at Daytona, uh, but we've been able to avoid a bunch of other ones too. Being good is just not enough anymore, is it? you got to have some breaks, don't you? you got to have everything. And I'd say our weakest point right now, though, is qualifying. On our stage one points, we don't really have that many stage points this year. We've just had good, consistent finishes and get them at the end when it counts. Kind of beating them old school. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about your KB100 program because I know that's near and dear to your heart, and it's really cool. You're buying 100 tickets to every cup race through the season for veterans and I've been seeing a lot of social media about guys like tweeting their seats and stuff like that when they do it man that's got to be rewarding it's been fantastic Uh, very special to give back to our military Um, where I've made the connection with them all of our men and women is at the military hospitals in the rehab area Uh, going to Walter Reed I went out to San Antonio to see some of our burn victims Um, a friend of mine Joey Jones is a former Marine who's a double amputee and he has a hard hard life and yet he's smiling all the time he puts his legs on each morning if he puts a pair of pants on the guy almost walks where you can't even tell that he has two prosthetic legs and the the motivation he gave me the time that I met him at uh, at Walter Reed it was inspiring it, it, it's just it's moving to see what these men and women have been through and what they've sacrificed yeah. for the freedoms that we enjoy as Americans. And so a small way to give back. And most of the time is when I meet these men and women in the rehab areas, I give them that motivation to get out of there quicker, get back into civilian life quicker. And at the end of it is tickets for a NASCAR race waiting for you. Does that put a little more perspective on a bad day at the racetrack and think, you know, this really isn't so bad? It, it definitely does. That, that's helped me come full circle. It's rounded off some of my harsh edges after bad days or tough finishes. It, it really makes you understand what it means to be an American and what it means to be a service member in the military. A while back, you uh, did an Instagram takeover for the Golden Knights, the hockey team in Las Vegas there. How did you find the differences, or are there many, between social media and other sports versus what we see in NASCAR? Because, man, sometimes in this sport, it can get pretty rough and tumble. Uh, for for Vegas and my hometown, it's amazing uh, the way that, that the, the locals have embraced that professional sports team. I mean, 
growing up there as a kid, we didn't really have anything but UNLV basketball. Yeah. When um, Tarkanian was our coach, pretty good era. It was it was incredible. <laughs> I mean, I remember it being a zoo when I was a kid, going to UNLV for the games. So with the Golden Knights and the timing of that tragic shooting, mm-hmm. one October, the whole city needed something, and it's amazing what sport can do to rally people's hearts together. And uh, I mean, there, there's some fanaticals. Uh, there's some people there that are just there for the good time. And it just, it, it's going to work. No matter what sports team goes to Vegas, mm-hmm. the opposing visitor team wants to go. <laughs> you know, the, the players want to be there, coaching staff, everybody. But can you imagine being in a fan in a few years of, let's say you're a New England Patriots fan, and you get a game against the Raiders in Vegas? You're going. Yeah. It's going to be a party. <laughs> There's going to be restaurants, shows, bar hopping. And no then, trouble oh, finding a hotel room. Absolutely. And then you can walk to the game and then, oh yeah, by the way, there is the game on Sunday <laughs> after all the party. And so Vegas, it really works for uh, NASCAR, for Sports Town, and it, they really rallied around uh, that tragic shooting. Let's wrap up with this. We saw, uh, I'm not sure what it was, at the end of qualifying uh, at Auto Club Speedway where nobody wanted to go out. It was like, you go, no, you go, no, you go. The week before that, we see uh, Daniel Suarez and Michael McDowell get into a little scrap. Does that just speak to the intensity of everybody trying to figure this thing out to this point? Yeah, it's, uh, Fridays have been a hot mess. That's the best way I can explain <laughs> it. There's no pattern. Uh, everything you did in the past is out the window. It, it's that important to get a good starting spot. It's not just the pit box. It's those stage one points as well. Friday's just been weird all the way around. So, uh, yeah, Phoenix was exciting to watch for, for the, the scuffle. And then uh, the. But dis- it's real, it's passion. Yeah, and then nobody wanted to go qualify at uh, Fontana because the lead car is at a deficit. So, we got to tweak that. Yeah. I don't know what to change. If I had a magic wand to wave, I really wouldn't even know what to throw at it other than, hell, let's just take the tapered spacer off and go for it. Let's go 220. (laughs) Wow, there you go. And then put it back on for the race. (laughs) Of course we do. Thank you, Woody. Kurt Busch has won in Texas just once, and it happened all the way back in 2009. And that's where NASCAR heads this weekend. When we come back, we'll begin to look ahead. First, with the Grand Marshal of the O'Reilly Auto Parts 500, NASCAR Hall of Famer and MRN analyst, Rusty Wallace. Hi, folks. Mike Bagley here. At MRN, we rely on equipment from Racing Electronics. Joey Logano to the lead on the back straightaway. Racing Electronics has scanners and headphones. We can listen to every uncensored conversation between driver and crew. We're in the championship, baby. Yeah. And when we need live audio, in-car cameras, and up-to-the-second statistics, use their latest handheld unit called Legend. To learn more about these products and many others, visit RacingElectronics.com. Racing Electronics, the official two-way communication partner of MRN. Are you ready? To help children forget about their serious medical conditions so they can just be a kid. Then support Victory Junction, which is the dream of late race driver Adam Petty, who wanted to build a camp where children concentrate on fun and laughter, not illness or disability. At Victory Junction, kids enjoy zip lining, horseback riding, swimming, fishing, all in a medically safe environment, all at no cost to the camper. What do you say, Richard Petty? Let's do this. Learn more at victoryjunction.org. Motor Racing Network will be at Texas Motor Speedway this Friday night following the NASCAR Gander Outdoors Truck Series. It'll be the Vancore 350, and live coverage begins right here on the Motor Racing Network at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Rusty Wallace and Texas Motor Speedway President Eddie Gossage are next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. 
citywide to countryside, whatever you drive, wherever you go. Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. To learn more, visit HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. MRN's Classic Races. Labonte gets crossed up. Labonte goes around. Dale Earnhardt now watches Labonte spun across the line and got the win. Spanning 50 years of NASCAR racing. Barney Hall. There's a beautiful afternoon here in Daytona Beach, and the action will be fast and furious. Legendary voices. Legendary races. Daryl, simply, what happened? I just hope he chokes on that 200000 That's all I can tell you. MRN's him. Classic Races, available on MRN.com, iTunes, and your favorite podcast providers. He did, he did touch you. No, he knocked the hell out of me. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We welcome you back to NASCAR Live. This week, the Motor Racing Network will have coverage of the NASCAR Gander Outdoor Truck Series race Friday night. Our friends at the Performance Racing Network will cover both the Xfinity Series race on Saturday and the O'Reilly Auto Parts on Sunday. MRN's Jeff Striegel and Alex Hayden get the weekend off, but their counterpart, Rusty Wallace, is still making the trip to Texas. Here's our booth trio discussing Rusty's latest venture. Thank you, Mike. Sitting here with Alex and NASCAR Hall of Famer Rusty Wallace. And Rusty, you've got a, uh, we're going to take some time off. Alex, you and I are going to enjoy a weekend off. You are not. You've got a pretty cool opportunity coming up uh, at the Texas Motor Speedway. Yes, I do. I've got a great opportunity this week. I'm going to Texas for the O'Reilly Auto Parts 500. And guess what? They selected me to be the Grand Marshal. So I'm humbled and excited to get down there. It's been a while since I've been to Texas because... Let's face it, MRN doesn't do the Texas race, and that's generally when I would go somewhere on vacation. But this weekend, I'm going to Texas. Now, typically, the Grand Marshal has to give the command to start engines. Is that uh, something you've got, got some practice in doing, or, or is that something you've got to take some time and figure out how you want to do it? I mean, you're a guy full of energy to well, start you, with. You've got to take some time and do it right because you've got a lot of people listening and watching. I did it one time a couple years ago at Bristol. I, I was the Grand Marshal at the Bristol Motor Speedway in uh, when I was like, okay, am I going to be driver, start your engines? Am I going to be lady and gentleman? Because Danica Patrick was with us then. Yeah. And I'm going through all these different renditions, you know. But uh, I think probably one of the best ones I saw was when uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. did it for the Daytona 500. I thought what he did was pretty cool. I can't really remember it right now. But, yes, I'll think about what I'm going to say. And I'll try not to make it just boring. Got to do something, Are you right? Lean on it. I mean, just. I don't think deep. Rusty Wallace is boring in the same sentence. No. Never. That's so never. I'll try to belt it out. Right. Have fun. Thank you very much. It'll be a fun time. Looking forward to seeing Rusty give the command Sunday for the O'Reilly Auto Parts 500. Should be a great time. Speaking of the O'Reilly Auto Parts 500, we're off to Texas Motor Speedway this weekend, and we're joined now on the hotline by the president of TMS, Eddie Gossage. Eddie, welcome to NASCAR Live. How are you? Thrilled to be here. I'm great, man. It's race week. How can you be anything but great, you know? I was going to say, you got a lot of excitement coming up down there. When I saw the roster of events that you guys have to offer fans this weekend, I had to do a double take. There is a lot going on this weekend. What do you have for the fans when they pull onto the property down there in Fort Worth? Well, it's a NASCAR triple header. You know, we're going to be running the the, uh, Gander Outdoor Truck Series on Friday night, the Xfinity Series on Saturday afternoon, and of course the O'Reilly Auto Parts 500 uh, Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series Sunday afternoon. Uh, And as a pre-race show, we've done concerts for years, and I said, let's do something different. So we're going to run the Stadium Super Trucks. 
And I don't think anybody, I know there's been no other NASCAR track that's done this. We've run them with Indy cars, but these guys put on a spectacular show. It's Robbie Gordon and uh, his, his, he, he put this together, uh, built these trucks, put ramps on the front straightaway. They come flying down the front straightaway, hit these ramps, go as high as the catch fence and land 200 feet down the track and then hang a hard left and jump the wall. And they're in the infield racing an over and under jump uh, with a bunch of dirt in the infield. And they jump back out on the front straight and race some more. So it's just kind of crazy and it'll be a lot of fun. You know, it's, it's amazing, Eddie. You and I have been around this sport for a long time and we've seen a lot of evolutions. And there used to be a day and time and a place to where when race fans went to the racetrack, they went there for the race, and that was it. But we've seen the tastes of race fans evolve over the years. Do you know where that began, and what does today's <laughs> race fan expect when they pick up the phone or go to the website to make a ticket purchasing decision? Well, you know, I was thinking about that because uh, all this discussion about uh, the, the schedule change announced earlier today and all that kind of thing, you know, in general, uh, fans that go to stadiums, whether they're for auto races or, or ball games, they want areas they can congregate in, uh, that they can uh, hang around with people of, of like mind and shoot the breeze and talk about the sport and things of that nature. Uh, you know, you see that at some of the stadiums now in the NFL and college football where they have end zones where you can, you know, have a big party area, that kind of thing during the game. And and I think that's something that's that's coming to our sport because uh, our fans, they, they like being around other fans. They like to be able to discuss sport with other folks. They like to debate uh, other folks. Uh, and, and I think that's a great thing, a healthy thing, because it's that water cooler talk on Monday that, that helps our sport grow. But uh, they want to see that at the venue, so we're doing more of that. And fans, uh, their taste is different, and uh, they, they love the racing. They just want to consume it a little bit differently. We always love uh, coming to your property. We love coming to Texas Motor Speedway. you got the Truck Series in action, the Vancouver 350. Motor Racing Network will have the call 8.30 Eastern Friday night. But on Saturday, the NASCAR Xfinity Series, My Bariatric Solutions 300. Sunday, the O'Reilly Auto Parts 500. Our friends at the Performance Racing Network will have the call. Eddie, how can people get tickets and be a part of the fun? Man, there's a lot of ways. You can go to our website, TexasMotorSpeedway.com, or you can call our ticket office, 817-215-8500, or you can go to Ticketmaster 24 hours a day, or, of course, at the gate. want to make sure everybody knows that between now and midnight Thursday, there's a great deal uh, where you can get two tickets, a scanner, and two headsets for 95 bucks. Always appreciate the time. Eddie, have fun this weekend. I know that everybody that will attend the race will. We're going to have a blast. I appreciate you guys having us on. Thank you. That's Eddie Gossage, the president of Texas Motor Speedway, obviously home of the O'Reilly Auto Parts 500 coming up this weekend. Coming up here on NASCAR Live, Chris Buescher grew up an hour north of the racetrack. Our Austin Dillon's going to chat with the Cup Series driver before his return home. And later, we'll hear from Kyle Busch's crew chief, Adam Stevens. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. 
Check out MRN.com for a new podcast series called The Tough Trucks of NASCAR. 25 years and still trucking. We'll take you back to some great races. Benson to the bottom of the racetrack. This is the race for the lead and the win at Michigan. And some wild moments. One truck is in the air. Matt Crafton upside down. And we'll let you hear the stories behind them. He was too bullheaded to let me pass him, and I was too bullheaded to let him have it. Download the show for free on iTunes and at MRN.com. Our face-to-face conversation with Chris Busher is next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The 1993 Cup Series season was a year of triumphs. Dale Jarrett is going to win the Daytona 500. Nobody was talking. It was all in my hands as to... And tragedies. I remember Peter driving that truck around the track, going up the gate, leaving, and it's like, Alan's not going to be back. Here's stories that you've never heard before in a 10-part series called The 1993 Season, 25 years later. Dale Earnhardt wins the 1993 championship. You can download all the shows for free on iTunes and at MRN.com. You hear it every week. Just want to thank the whole team and uh, all our guys back in Denver. Everybody supports this team. They're the unsung heroes of NASCAR, and their life is the pits. This is Rocco Williams, and for 10 years, I've jacked up some of the biggest names in auto racing, and now I'm jacked to bring it all down to street level and acquaint you with the guys behind the wall and back at the shop. Join me on MRN Crew Call, presented by Money Lion, every Wednesday on MRN.com, iTunes, or wherever podcasts are found. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Thanks again for hanging out with us on this week's NASCAR Live. You know, Texas has produced many great racing talents over the years. A.J. Foyt, what some consider to be one of the best ever. He's from Houston. The Labonis, both Terry and Bobby, grew up in Corpus Christi. And currently, one driver in the Cup Series hails from the Longhorn State. It's Chris Busher. MRN Pit reporter Dylan Welch had the opportunity to catch up with Chris over the weekend talk about his return home life and of course racing career win number two for chris busher he wins the 3m 250 at the iowa speedway well you grew up about an hour north of texas motor speedway in prosper texas what are your kind of earliest memories of the racetrack we had season tickets there my parents still do we went there for every race we could man we watched irl races truck xfinity cup races i uh, i like to give brennan gone a hard time and tell him <laughs> i was in the stands when he was dominating texas make him feel uh, feel old and then here i am getting uh, getting to be one of the old guys but you know it's a it is a track where i've watched more races than i could count from the from the grandstands texas obviously is uh very well known for their barbecue do you have a local hot spot that you recommend Babe's Chicken is in mm-hmm. Roanoke. Roanoke has a lot of good restaurants. It's close to the racetrack. It gets very crowded, <laughs> but uh, but Babe's Chicken is a really good place. It's not barbecue. Uh, there are a couple barbecue places up and down there. Uh, I will say that I've really come around to Carolina barbecue, and so uh, I have become a fan of different different styles. But Texas has still got uh, still got the crown on that <laughs> deal. <laughs> when when did you decide that you wanted to be a race car driver? I raced motocross out in Texas growing up. Up to uh, up to about eight years old, nine years old. I think my parents gave me options. They're like, "Hey, you can play football, basketball, or uh, I think it might have been baseball." I was like, "Well, I don't want to do any of that. Like, I want to go racing again." So, you know, we figured out. Um, Dad had a coworker that was uh, racing legends cars. He kind of told him a little bit about the Bandoleros and the driving school. Went and did that. It was I was thirteen. We sat down in the living room. It was getting close to the end of the school year. It was probably. April basically decided that hey if you want this to be a be a hobby 
That's great. We'll keep doing it on weekends. And uh, if you want this to be a career path, it's time to time to load up, head to Charlotte for, for your summer vacation. You know, you'll go out for three months. We'll race 60 to 70 races over that period of time. We'll get some experience, get to know people, and take off from there. I was like, well, that sounds like a pretty cool deal. So I'll, I'm in. And now you've been in the Monster Energy Cup Series for four years. Has racing at the top level of the, of the sport lived up to your expectations? Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> it's been pretty awesome. Uh, I've really enjoyed uh, every every race I've been able to run in this series, uh, and, and every every race leading up to it. I've had a blast. I, I wouldn't change a thing about the way I did it. And you know, we worked uh, worked some crazy hours trying to make it to next races, and uh, you know, worked hard to, to try and keep partners happy and come to the racetrack and do a good job and, and, and have some good some good races some some wins some championships i mean we've had a ball doing it it's hard at this level it's really hard and and it should be it, it should be the top of our of our sport and so you know to be here and and, and be hanging in there for several years we've gotten really good finishes uh, i feel like we deserve to be here you know and with jtg doherty racing we've really we've really come a long way over the the last couple of years that i've been with them it's your third year with tad and jody and brad at, at jtg doherty um What's the atmosphere like with the team? I mean, it's it's a smaller team. It's not you know the Hendrick or the Joe Gibbs. It's a it's a tight knit group. I'm, I imagine it's not a it's not the super team with, with four four race teams trying to run out of it. But it's not a small team. You know, we have uh, a lot of employees back at the shop, great people that uh, that make sure our cars are fast each and every weekend. We have uh, great partners with with Kroger, with Bush's Baked Beans, with Clorox, Scott Products. We have all these people on board that that really help our program maximize all of our resources, basically. And so the atmosphere is it still has that that small team kind of family environment, but it's very competitive. You know, we've been able to make big strides and, and get things rolling in the right direction. And so that's. Um, it's been neat to watch it evolve. Off track, we're coming up on your one-year wedding anniversary. Do you and your wife have any big plans to celebrate that? Uh, we do not have anything major uh, planned. I got really fortunate. She's um, she has a lot of the same interests, and we, we share a lot of that together. And so uh, typically on our Easter off weekends, we would go uh, four-wheeling up in, in the mountains in West Virginia. And uh, last season, we, uh, we had a wedding to plan and get ready for. And she even told me, she's like, ah, oh, Monday, Tuesday, if you want to go up there before, you can go, and I'll stay here and get ready. I was like, oh, I can't do that to you, but <laughs> I appreciate it. And, and so this year, I think um, I think we might end up back up there. So she told me she wants me to build her a chicken coop oh, as, as a gift. So I have a, a, a week to do that. That's not going to be um, feasible uh, to, to look good, but I can at least get going on it. That was Chris Busher chatting with our Dylan Welch. Good conversation right there. When we return, we'll preview the O'Reilly Auto Parts 500 in Texas and talk about the rules changes to qualifying. We'll also hear from Kyle Busch's crew chief, Adam Stevens. Progressive presents Get Pumped. Inspiration to help you do insurance stuff. Hey, what's that look on your face? Defeat? You want to save more money? Then start playing as a team! Bundle home and auto with Progressive. That's how you win big savings. What? You need music to get pumped? Let's do this! Hold on, I'm going to turn it up. That's too loud. Yeah, that's better. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all stages of situations. With warmer weather just around the corner, it's the perfect time to tackle that brake job. 
Replacing your brake pads? It might be time to replace your rotors too. Our Duralask Brake Bundle has the proven tough pads and rotors you need to do the complete job. Started at only $99.99 and sold only at AutoZone. Getting the job done just got easier. Let us help you at more than 5,600 locations nationwide. See store for restrictions and details. Get in the zone, AutoZone. We'll preview the O'Reilly Auto Parts 500 race weekend with Kyle Busch's crew chief, Adam Stevens, next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Attention, Junior Nation. Get your Dale Jr. fix with MRN. We talk about everything from his relationship with Dale Sr. He wanted to make sure that he worked at it to get it. To biggest wins and Hendrick Motorsports. Dale Jr. leading the field off of turn four. When we won that Daytona 500, that made me feel good about my impression on on the company. With some of the people closest to NASCAR's most popular driver. Tune in to Junior's Journey on iTunes and MRN.com. For children with chronic medical conditions, Victory Junction means friends, fun, freedom. That's because we provide a medically safe environment where kids who live in a world of hospitals and doctor's visits can laugh, play, and discover all they can be, all at no cost to their families. Victory Junction inspires confidence, builds self-esteem, and changes the life of every camper who comes through our gates. Find out how you can change a child's life. Go to victoryjunction.org. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Working our way towards conclusion on this week's NASCAR Live. So glad you're with us and a part of the fun. NASCAR Cup teams have had a chance to catch their breath after the long West Coast swing a few weeks ago. Now that teams are back east, a lot of what they learned will be incorporated into the cars this weekend. Here's NASCAR Today's Kyle Rickey on what teams have learned about the 2019 rules package, plus a discussion of changes that NASCAR has made concerning qualifying. As the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series heads to Texas, some drivers are saying this is the first time teams have been able to update their cars since Daytona because of the West Coast swing, which Joey Logano says could lead to some new names being contenders. So it's really hard to make those updates or changes that you want after you run one race. You know, after Vegas, you say, oh, geez, we went the wrong way. you don't have a lot of time to to come back so i think that's why you're seeing a lot of the same cars fast for the you know the west coast swing the same cars were up front the whole time um i think just because cars teams couldn't update quick enough eric almarola mirrors that you know texas is finally the first opportunity that we'll have to actually implement change into our cars you know we our our west coast cars were essentially built as we were getting ready for Atlanta, you know, all of our cars, you know, getting ready for Atlanta, uh, Vegas, Phoenix, California, we're all with, you know, really one mindset and, and, and looking at certain things from the engineering department and the aero department. And now we've had we've had an opportunity to run those handful of races and, and go back and digest all the information and look at everything. And OK, here's why we think we're getting beat. Uh, let's go to work in this area and let's let's implement that in, into our Texas cars. And it's not just the racing that people are looking at, but qualifying. NASCAR implemented some amendments to the multi-car format used for qualifying this week after issues at the Auto Club Speedway two weeks ago. We are looking down at the flagman here at the start-finish line. Red and black flags are out. They are in the air before anybody crosses, but that is unofficial. None of the 12 drivers 
are getting a time in round number three because they sat at the end of pit road. Ty Dillon shared his thoughts on how to prevent drivers from waiting until the last possible second. Now, the sitting at pit road is is not good when, we, when no cars make a lap. So make, make it a penalty, and I feel like it would be good on NASCAR's part to just say, hey, any round of qualifying, if you don't make it out, you start dead last on the field, and let's see how that goes. It seems like NASCAR was listening. The major changes that will go into effect this week include drivers not being able to prevent other cars from going out onto the track and making a lap. So sitting at the end of pit road side by side won't be allowed. And there will be penalties for any car that fails to post a time during any qualifying round that don't make it around the track in time. They'll go straight to the back of the field. Kyle Busch says it's been a hot topic, so people are talking about it, which is a good thing. I just I just follow the rules, whatever the rules are. So, um, you know, hey, you guys are all talking about it. You're conversating about it. There's a buzz around it. People may not like it, whatever, but we're talking about it rather than there's just being single car qualifying and nobody saying a damn word about it. So pick and choose your battles wisely, folks. Thank you, Kyle. So there's the driver's perspective on the weekend heading into Texas. Now let's hear from someone who sits atop the pit box. NASCAR Today's Woody Kane caught up with Kyle Busch's crew chief, Adam Stevens, over the weekend. They discussed the challenges of making a car go fast at TMS. Adam, headed to Texas where you guys were really strong last year and won the race. So what do you have to do to make a car go fast at Texas? Texas is so tricky, you know, it's a repave, which means the there's a lot of grip, but it's really easy to overstep that grip limit and get out of shape. Um, it's pretty much been one groove, um, but I hear they might be doing some track treatment there to really widen it out, and nobody knows what to expect with this new uh, package. So all the notes we had from last year, we could pretty much wad up and throw away. Um, but the trick to Texas is uh, evening out both ends of the racetrack, because you got a lot of banking on one end, you got very little banking on the other end. Um, and you have to really compromise your ride heights and compromise your shocks and springs uh, to find a happy medium. It sounds like you may not be much of a fan of the sticky substance, VHT, whatever we're calling it. Does, does that impact the things with you guys a lot, or is it just kind of a crapshoot? Oh, it's not a matter of not being a fan. It's just a, it's just a variable that we haven't had to deal with there in the past. So that and the new rules package, it just kind of uh, doesn't – you can't really take much with you that you've done in the past. So. Um, It'll, it'll be fine. It should widen out the racing groove, which I think will be good. Um, but uh, it's just another unknown and, and something that changes as it degrades throughout the event. Speaking of the new package, there's been a lot of talk that you guys had to be all set when you went out west with everything pre-built. And Texas might be the first place where we get to see you guys apply what you've learned with new cars. So what have we learned and is that the case? Well, everybody's learned something different. You know, uh, it, it's early in the season. We're learning a lot about setups. We're learning a lot about how to prepare the cars um, and, you know, spending a little bit of time in the wind tunnel, too, and, and making adjustments based off of, uh, you know, everything being so new. There's just a lot of low-hanging fruit. Um, so I think it's going to be a, a little bit different mix than maybe what we saw on the West Coast. Has anything surprised you so far with this, or has it been about like you expected? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I didn't really know what to expect, to be honest with you. Qualifying's been a bit of a surprise. Um, just being so dependent on the draft, I didn't really expect that, um, but it's definitely been that way. Uh, and I don't expect Texas will be any different with the amount of grip we have down there. But, uh, you know, other than that, it, it, the races, it, you always end up having to come out of the gas. So that tends to separate the pack a little bit, and, and the better cars and the better drivers tend to be able to find their way to the front. What about when you're on top of the pit box strategy-wise? Has this changed your thinking there as, as much? 
It has. You know, the, you, there's a premium on being out front, and, and you're not seeing the tires wear out as much. I mean, predictably, with that amount of downforce and reduction in horsepower, reduction in lap time. So um, it's it's kind of mixed the races up quite a bit, and I think it'll mix it up a lot when we get to Texas. That was Woody Kane and Kyle Busch's crew chief, Adam Stevens, a two-time winner with Kyle Busch already this year. Coming up, we'll preview this weekend's new podcast on MRN.com and... We'll go back in time and look back at this week in NASCAR history in the AutoZone commercial free zone. It's never a good feeling to see your check engine light on. Thankfully, the AutoZone Fix Finder service can tell you the most likely fix for free. Get in the zone, AutoZone. G'day, America. It's the moment you've all been waiting for. That's right. Outback delivery is here. Now you can enjoy all your Outback favourites anywhere. Our signature centre cut sirloin at home. It's here. Or game day party platters with kookaburra wings that'll have both teams cheering. It's here. Or steak and lobster for a date night at home. It's here. Head over to Outback.com and place your orders because Outback delivery is here. Outback Steakhouse. Aussie rules. Delivery availability varies. Delivery charge may apply. The 1993 Cup Series season had more than its fair share of twists and turns. Checkered flags waving. I look in my mirror, and here's Earnhardt right on my tail, and he goes down low to pass me. And I said, oh, no, you don't. As Wallace spins, Wallace's car goes on its nose. Here's stories that you've never heard before in a 10-part series called The 1993 Season, 25 Years Later. And Davey was behind me, and we came off the corner, and there's a guy standing in the middle of the racetrack. You can download it for free on iTunes and at MRN.com right now this is nascar live now back to mike bagley getting ready to wrap things up on this week's nascar live when you have a chance folks be sure to check out our new podcast on mrn.com called mrn presents the tough trucks of nascar 25 years and still trucking this week's show details some of the best stories from the mrn staff who worked truck races the past 25 years. Here's a sneak peek. And Greg Biffle is the 2000 NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series champion. We were cruising down uh, whatever highway, might have been 40 in Nashville. Mm -hmm. Is that right? And honest to God, all of a sudden, we get jacked up from behind. On the highway, we get punted in the rear. And Bagman is like, what the heck? Looks in the rearview mirror and he goes, oh my God, it's Biffle. It was great. It was Greg Biffle. Now we're playing. Biffle dives down into the uh, the shoulder of the road and makes a pass on us. And now we're getting ready to do the exit off the off-ramp. Well, Bagman is not about to let Biffle lead going up to the stop sign. Heck no. And next thing you know, Bagman's on the apron. We're running 80. And Biffle's on the outside. Bagman's on the inside. And we are wheel to wheel. And I'm going... This is where it all ends, right here. I'm dying right here with Bagman behind the wheel, banging quarter panels with Greg Biffle. Well, knock that story back about six clicks. <laughs> That's where you have the reality of it. That's all from this week's new podcast. MRN presents the Tough Trucks of NASCAR, 25 years and still trucking. You can download that show as well as the first five shows for free on iTunes and at MRN.com. Before we wrap up this week's NASCAR Live, like we do each and every week, Susie Armstrong is here with a little history lesson. The final week of March always inspires a bit of madness and drama as we flip through the history books. In 1983, rock sensation Def Leppard was rocketing to superstardom after releasing the album Pyromania, burning up the charts at number one with Photograph. 
The Little House on the Prairie extinguished the final campfire after nine seasons on NBC. President Ronald Reagan ignited visions of the Millennium Falcon when he unveiled the new Star Wars Strategic Defense Initiative. And Cale Yarborough scorched him like a wily veteran as he celebrated his 44th birthday by scoring his seventh and final Atlanta Motor Speedway victory, leading 78 laps in the Coca-Cola 500. Yarborough up into the number four corner. Bonnet gives it everything he's got. He's closed it down to about a second, and that's the best he's going to be able to do. Here's Cale across the line. Checkered flag, and Yarborough wins the Coca-Cola 500. Fast forward to 1989. Still wearing his signature shades, Roy Orbison wrote a career revival. Back to the top of the charts with You Got It. The state of Alaska hit bottom when the Exxon Valdez sadly ran aground, causing one of the worst oil spills in U.S. history. Tom Cruise's career seemed to sink in the year before Days of Thunder as Cocktail garnered Worst Picture Honors at the 9th Razzie Awards. And Rusty Wallace took the high road to victory in the snow-delayed Pontiac Excitement 400 at Richmond Raceway. Wicky closes in even more, coming off the corner, takes a little lower line off turn number two. Is it going to be there? At the end of the back straightaway, he's still two car lengths behind Wallace. Rusty Wallace takes a good line through the corner. Kowicki will shut it down to about two car lengths, but Rusty Wallace will win the Pontiac Excitement 400. Wrapping up in 1995, Bruce Springsteen's greatest hits is just that for the second week in a row. It's a box of gold chocolates for Forrest Gump and Tom Hanks, winning Best Picture and Best Actor, respectively, at the 67th Academy Awards. Actress Julia Roberts and singer Lyle Lovett dominated the gossip pages as they ended a head-scratching relationship, while Sterling Marlin kept his head, surviving an afternoon of mayhem to win the Trans-South 400 at Darlington Raceway. Sterling Marlin after two career wins, both at Daytona International Speedway. He'll now add Darlington to his resume. Sterling Marlin wins the Tramp South 400. March, out like a lion, this week in NASCAR history. Thanks, Susie. This has been the AutoZone Commercial Free Zone. It's never a good feeling to see your check engine light on. Thankfully, the AutoZone Fix Finder service can tell you the most likely fix for free. Get in the zone, AutoZone. That's going to do it for this week's NASCAR Live. We'd like to thank our AutoZone Driver of the Week, Kurt Busch. Also, President of Texas Motor Speedway, Eddie Gossage. Also, Chris Busher for joining us. For the rest of the MRN crew, I'm Mike Bagley. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you next week right here on NASCAR Live. Until then, so long, everybody. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina and Daytona Beach, Florida. And was brought to you by Bloomin' Monday at Outback Steakhouse and by Hercules Tires, right on our string. Today's broadcast was produced by Alexa Henrian, Tyler Burnett, and Rich Colbrin. The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn. Remember to visit MRN.com to get all of the latest NASCAR news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close.
so while getting a loan can seem intimidating. Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com.